inspiring stories of recovery, practical tips for wellness, developing a culture of care. Welcome to Blue and Beyond, your official Air Force Wounded Warrior Program podcast. Hey, good morning, Warriors. I'm your host, Walt Myrie, and today we're joined by Ms. Debbie Martinez from our Air Reserve Component Cell to talk about how the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program takes care of our Guard and Reserve Warriors within our population. Debbie, thanks for being with us today. Good morning, and thank you for having me. You and I have known each other for a while, but our audience doesn't know who you are potentially, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what's your background and kind of explain your why. Why are you here with this program? Like most of the folks that are here at AFW2, I'm retired. I retired from the United States Air Force. I served for 24 years, and I got my license as a professional counselor. I have been with the Wounded Warrior Program for the last 10 years, and I've been very fortunate to be at the ground level when we first stood up. My reason for joining the team in the first place is that I want to help. I want to help our airmen get back to life. And so this is what this program is really all about. So people may or may not know, but the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program encompasses all aspects of the Air Force, not only the active duty component, but the Air Reserve component and the National Guard component as well. So we're thrilled to have you on the team to service that particular population within our group. Talk to us about exactly what it means to be an Air Reserve component cell. What does that mean to the people that are in our population? This cell was actually designed based on the Invisible Wounds Initiative. They identified the gap that our Guard and Reserve were slipping through the cracks, and we needed to provide specialized services to that population. And our leadership, they identified that as well. So three years ago, we stood up this cell. And so for the last three years, my cell that comprises of three contractors, and all that we do is we work with all the Guard and Reservists that are actually identified and enrolled in the AFW-2 program. Talk to us a little bit, Deb, about how providing support for our Guard and Reserve Warriors looks different than what their active duty airmen counterparts encounter. What's really unique about the Guard and Reserve cell is the fact that we service the Guard and Reserves that are in all different categories. Not all Guard and Reserves, they're not all the same. So for example, you can be an AGR on an active duty order. So that means you don't need a line of duty and you go through the medical evaluation system just like an active duty person. Another category that we service is the traditional. The traditional, they need a line of duty in order to even get to the medical evaluation board. And we have to deal with all the concerns and issues that they have. Access to medical care, getting that line of duty actually approved. Sometimes that can take up to two years. We also service the federal technicians that are also just like a traditional, except for they're in a civil service slot. And once again, they have those concerns about losing that civil service position in the event that they're medically boarded. So we identify the issues and concerns that these folks have based on the category that they're in. So already we can kind of see that there's some major differences in serving within those components versus an active duty service member. What are some of the challenges that Guard and Reserve Airmen see as they're trying to enroll into our program, specific to AFW2? The real challenge for that traditional and that technician is that line of duty. That's your ticket for care. That is the actual source document that they use in order to determine if they can go through a medical evaluation board. And that can be a very lengthy process. It could be up to two years. And not only that, if they do go through the medical evaluation system, they can determine that, oh, wait a minute, we're missing a line of duty on this particular situation that you have. And so therefore, we need to turn this whole thing back and we have to start all over again. So it can be a very lengthy, difficult process. Are there any efforts or initiatives your program's working with to help airmen through this process? 
Well, one of the really cool things first is that this cell is designed to do nothing but work with all the guard reservists that are actually in our program. And then we've got reach back capability to both the guard and the reserve who have wounded warrior point of contacts that we can go to for specifics, such as statuses of line of duties, statuses of the IRILO. So there are things that we can do to get reach back. We're also working on an initiative right now with the Invisible Wounds initiative that's in place right now is to revise the line of duty. Therefore, we're trying to make it smoother and faster. There are things in the works to try to work smarter, not harder. So, Debbie, if you were offered a perfect opportunity to talk to the broad audience of Guard or Reserve Airmen across our Air Force, what would you say to them? What would you want them to know about our program? I'd want them to know this program is not just for the active duty. It's for you. But what's so important, though, is that we have to have a line of duty. It's very important that you document injuries that you have, whether you're in the AOR or you're there in garrison. Also, we want to talk to you if you think you might be qualified to be enrolled in our program based on our criteria. And that's where we want you to reach out to your local RCC, and they can do an assessment to determine if you do meet our criteria or not. And equally important, Debbie... What if you had that same time to talk to leaders in our Air Force, our Guard and Reserve component leaders, about AFW-2 and what we can help them do for their airmen? What would you say to them? I would say to them that they would benefit greatly by having our RCCs and our care management team collaborate with them as they're assisting that airman as they're going through a medical evaluation system. Because we're very cognizant of their needs as a leader about the fact that we need to make sure the needs are met of that airman so that they can focus on their recovery. We want them to know that we want to support them and we want to support that airman, and we do want to be on their team. You know, I've been doing some research lately, Deb, and one of the highest rates of suicide amongst our Air Force members is within the National Guard Bureau. What are we doing on the side of the National Guard Bureau to kind of hone in on that problem? Well, one of the things that I think all of us are very concerned about is the welfare of our airmen. And once again, this is part of the reason why we're here talking, is to let people know our program exists, to let them know that we're here to assist you. We also have programs for resiliency that we would like to share with these units that are out there. All it takes is a phone call so we can get that process going. And also, too, those units that are out there, let them know a recovery care coordinator, there are 42 throughout the United States and OCONUS and they cover your units. Therefore, if you reach out to them and you want them to come and talk about our program, we can make that happen. We can generate that awareness. We can let that airman know that if you meet our criteria, we want you enrolled in our program as early as possible. Debbie, it's been fantastic talking with you today. There's so much going on in our Air Force and within our AFW-2 program. Thank you for spending some time with us and sharing your perspective from the National Guard side of things, the Air Reserve component side of things, and thank you for what you do every day to help our airmen. Well, I'll tell you what, I have one of the best jobs in the Air Force, and I really appreciate the fact that we have a cell that actually focuses on the needs of our ARC personnel. This has been an episode of Blue and Beyond, your official Air Force Wounded Warrior Program podcast. Connect with us on social media to keep up with all things AFW2 and be on the lookout for the next Blue and Beyond podcast.